We respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and learn, and pay respect to the First Nations peoples and their elders past, present, and future. We're recording on Gadigal land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, welcome to The Green Room, a euphony podcast powered by Yamaha headphones, taking you backstage and behind the scenes with musicians, actors and comedians from around the globe. I am your host, Tiana Spita. It's bloody lovely to have you here with me today. I hope that your day and all week is being kind to you so far. And whatever you're getting up to right now, I'm stoked to be spending a little bit of time in your ears. To briefly take a look back at last week's episode, I was joined by comedian, writer, podcaster, and potentially my new unofficial life coach, Becky Lucas. We chatted festivals and festival memories, her early days in comedy, and we also got to hear a bit more about her legendary appearance on Conan O'Brien, where he famously declared she needed meds after the performance. Becky will be joining a cast of talented musicians and comedians in 2022 for a brand new festival in Brisbane, Super Fun Day Festival, and it will be bringing the lols and the live music with people like Hockey Dad, Auntie Donna, Michelle Brazier and Middle Kids performing alongside Becky Lucas and a heap of others. Tickets are on sale now and to get a preview of the sparkling wit Becky Lucas wields, definitely get amongst our chat that we had last week. But on to today's episode... Forming in the late 90s and rising to prominence in the early 2000s, The Butterfly Effect became one of Australia's most loved rock bands of their time, with their self-titled EP in 2001 and debut album Begins Here in 2003, putting them squarely in the public eye. Spanning everything from alternative metal to hard and prog rock, and of course all the corners and hidden places that sit around those genres, The Butters Gents became renowned for touring their high-octane shows at home, abroad and on festival stages, snagging chart and radio airplay success and selling hundreds of thousands of records along the way. Until the fairy tale came to a halt in 2012 when frontman Clint Boge departed the band before the group officially announced their disbandment in 2016 following a lengthy hiatus. But out of the ashes and back on stage, 2018 saw the original lineup of Kurt, Glenn, Clint and Ben reunite for a huge national reunion tour, which in turn led to a new emotive-laden track, Unbroken, released in 2019. And now, over two years later, fans have also been gifted with yet another new song recently, with the heavy rocker So Tired burning a hole in many a speaker. And to celebrate the new tune and beyond, Butters guitarist Kurt stops by the green room today to chat excitement, expectations, and some very hot new music news for early 2022. Here we go. Well, I have Kurt, guitarist extraordinaire and Aussie music legend from The Butterfly Effect joining me now on the green room. Kurt, thank you so much for coming on today. That is no worries. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Welcome. Oh, welcome all. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome. Welcome uh, back. Yes, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the end of the year and hopefully the start of a lot of better things for a lot of people. But we're coming to the end of a pretty weird year, but we've recently been gifted a brand new Butters track, So Tired, obviously, as well, to close out 2021. From the get-go, it's definitely Roof City and obviously a huge follow-up to Unbroken, which dropped a couple of years back. But 
Can you take me back a little bit through the origin behind So Tired? Was it already a motion when Unbroken was on the scene or is this just a totally new entity to this new Butterfly Effect chapter? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, oh, I don't know, I guess since, um, I guess since 2018 is when all, all of this, all of this nonsense um, got back on track. So it's been a, a long, long time. I guess that's a long time. What's it now? 2021, almost. Allegedly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we attempted, we, were, we had all these grand plans of wrapping everything up within the year, but. That didn't work out so well. Uh, yeah, we went on a tour, and then um, from that tour, we felt inspired to maybe knock together a couple of new tracks, and and this has been the journey. Um, these these are the this is what's happening. We're 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 getting close to wrapping wrapping the whole album up. We're having the next. What is it today? What month is it? It's December. December. It's December it's just now. December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, um, if all things go to plan which if there's one thing i've learned in life you cannot plan life um Mm. but yeah we should have everything wrapped up by february march and that'll be the whole record done so yeah so this uh the so tired is the first single of the upcoming album of yeah early to mid next year yes that is it that's that's exciting news and like Looking back, I guess, what you guys have gone through, I mean, there was a bit of time in between gigs. Obviously, you mentioned like the reunion tour was kick-ass. It just everyone was so excited to have you guys back on stage. And back then, we didn't know if there was new music. But can you take me back to like when you guys kind of first had those jam sessions again and started demoing? What was it like to have the four of you reunited, coming together to just create music, not necessarily to like approach an album necessarily, but what was it like to be back in creative mode in a band you've been involved with since the 90s? <laughs> was it the nineties, two thousand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same diff. Um, it was excellent. I remember we got back together to have a before the that two thousand eighteen tour was the first time the four of us had been in a room for about six years. So it was obviously pretty thick with um, nerves. I wouldn't say tension. The tension wasn't there anymore. We'd all moved on and gotten over our um, differences. So. So it was, it was comfortable, but just the it was uh, there was a fair bit of I guess angst about the not angst anxiety about the yeah just about and then we played and then I think we had three or four days booked and it went that well that I went out and had a hell of a celebration we had to cancel the last day's um, rehearsal <laughs> because I was, I was I was pretty comfortable with everything we saying because we have we have um, we have any monitoring when we play as well so. Which is the most honest thing you can have when you're when you're um, playing live, even in the rehearsal room, we we use them. So, and uh, yeah, so it was it was very daunting. It was really daunting. And then we played, and it was fucking awesome. So I definitely it was yeah, it's been excellent. It's been really excellent. And the songwriting and everything is yeah, just ever since then everything's been yeah, fantastic. It's been unbelievable. It's yeah, it's absolutely incredible considering there's uh, quite a few there. Quite a few years there where I think we all just went, well, well, we've done that. It's over. Let's leave that behind. And then um, to come along and to get where we are now, I think it's just been, yeah, it's been awesome. Really awesome. We're stoked. I haven't been this excited about Butterfly Fat Music since, since two, probably since the demos of Amargo, our second record. And that was like 2005. So that's a very long time to be this excited about music. So, yeah, yeah. it's going great. Oh, that's so exciting to hear. And I know like COVID obviously for everyone 
on personal levels, on professional levels, especially for the music industry, like the odds have been stacked against so many bands, like creating, recording, touring, obviously wasn't even an option. And I know for you guys, it was no different. Like for a lot of stuff, you probably all couldn't be in the same room at various times. And, but aside from like those obvious changes, like what was this writing process like for this new phase of the butterfly effect? Like the new tracks are obviously going to be something extremely special that people are still going to froth on and hold out for and watch before the actual album comes out. But how does a butter song come to life these days compared to say, you know, final conversation, which was not quite 10 years ago, I don't think at this point, but nearly. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, it is, it was, it is, it was, it's um, in a lot of ways, it feels, I guess, like the first time we've actually, because of the break and because, yeah, because Final Conversation, no, it's actually yeah, way further. I think that was um, that was 2008. So, yeah, that's 13 years ago currently. So we've had, having the break from each other, we've all gone through life and in the meantime, uh, I've had time to amass, Ben and I have both had a time to um we have we've never stopped playing the whole time, so we've just amassed a just you know just a bucket load of music, not all of it good, and um, but yeah, so yeah, we've had time to amass music, we've had time to breathe from each other, so it's fresh, it's exciting, it's it's exhilarating. We have going into the room is a is a really great experience. We're all on a really similar page as well at the moment in the writing sense of you know what what we want to achieve out of this. Or I've just drilled it into them what I want to get out of it. So <laughs> which way it is, but yeah. So yeah, it's 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 thrilling. There's there's no tension, it's not paying anyone's mortgages anymore. So there's no, you know, like it's not so yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun mm-hmm. and it's and it's thrilling. And and the results we're getting with the time that we are afforded at this stage, uh, we're totally blown away. Getting these first, I think we've we got four tracks finished now in the bag and we've got another three about to be finished all that has to happen is vocals have to drop it on the next three so then we'll have seven and yeah just hearing the results back from yeah for the time that we have and the results we're getting we are we're blowing ourselves away it's amazing it's amazing i'd, I'd, I'd hear about i hear the tracks back and i i don't know i think that we, we should it sounds like we've been spending five days a week on these tracks for three like the, yeah the 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 they're cleaned that, 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 yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I hear them and I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm really, I'm really thrilled about them. Really thrilled. The, the, one of the, let's say you're just talking about COVID as everyone does, but, um, that's actually worked out to be in our favor because our time, we've had no distractions. We can't do any shows. So we haven't been doing any shows. So, um, so it's actually worked out in our favor. It's just, it's, <laughs> Because when when you go on a show, when you do shows, whether it's, even if it's only one show, we'll we'll stop from we'll stop writing, I guess, from at least a month out, and we'll start putting the show together. You know, that means that means you know digging through your back catalogue and choosing the songs and and starting to play the songs, and it's a completely different mindset. And then from after the show, it'll take anywhere from two to four weeks after the show to get back into that writing frame of mind. So uh, yeah, so it's been. Excellent. We've had we haven't had those distractions, so it's just been nothing but um, new music the whole time, which is I think yeah working out in our favour. It's been yeah. unreal. 
there have been those unexpected silver linings, like so many bands, as you touched on, like you never get that forced time away because you're constantly like chasing the next thing. It's like release the album, do the tour, release the album, do the tour, like all that kind of stuff. So it's good that you guys have been able to turn it to good and like, you know, obviously now you can come out firing guns blazing hopefully and, you know, obviously everyone loves and reviews you guys for your onstage presence as much as the albums you stack out. So, yeah, Yeah. it's going to be great to be able to get back on stage. But coming back to obviously the new... Yeah. Or, we'll be, or we'll be fat and lazy and, <laughs> oh, and, we've, and we've lost COVID. it. Oh, my God. Whatever are those guys? Shit. They used to be really good. <laughs> maybe maybe the gig will be good. You'll get, like, gig fit again. It's like the gig workout. It might be what we all need. We all need to get on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, but, that's the new that's the new yeah, fitness regime. Yeah, 2022. Tour, tour, tour. tour. <laughs> well, with So Tired, obviously, it's a great snippet and a little bit of insight into what's to come. And... Like I'm not the only one. I absolutely love the jumping time signatures on on the new tune. And I did love reading a quote you did in an interview recently. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is what they said you said. Um, with the new material you stipulated, it has to be rocking or I'm not interested in playing it. Yep. This track definitely fits the bill and then some. Has that just always been the stuff that you like to play and create the most, like even in your earlier Butterfly Effect or prior musical days? Like what does it take to excite you creatively? Uh, oh, anything, like anything, like. Jeez, one of my favourite songs in the world is Confide in Me by Kylie Minogue. I like anything yeah. that is good, anything that is good. I don't, I don't care. I don't know. We, we went down that, we uh, lightly went down that, we were, we were going down that prog road and I, I just think there's, there's better bands at that than what we are. So that's not our strength. So, but there, that was, it was complicated how we end up going down that road anyway. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, we have the most fun when we're rocking out. So yeah. let's do that. Hell yeah. It's as simple as that, I guess. Yeah. And that's the best way to live, I think. I love it. Um, and <laughs> obviously, like the music video you guys put out too, brought the goods. Um, it actually triggered me because I've been driving a lot between Sydney and Northern New South Wales of late. So, like, I have to admit, I felt a bit of an affinity, like, kind of experiencing not quite that but having a bit of that like playing in my head of how I've been driving lately but making it about you with the videos what's the inspiration stemming from with this kind of stuff like are you guys having specific input about the ideas that come out with these videos or are you open to external input what was the go behind the clip yeah absolutely yeah you employ these people for you know their their talents so you definitely don't want to be um, a dictatorship in those situations or our only brief for that film clip was we thought the uh the lyrical content was enough of a brief alone it's all they're, they're all it's it's a very um you know it's the, the the lyrics themselves are um they paint a picture clear enough themselves so we said the lyrics that's it just work off that which he did up until a certain point and then he then he took acid and, yep. <laughs> and I don't know what happens. So it's, just, it's really good. It's a really good blend of obviously whatever he wanted to um, put into it. And what we, it was very unexpected. But yeah, if there's one thing I can describe about the film, when we saw it back for the first time, which I think was the day before we released it, it was um, you definitely don't get a chance to get bored in that clip. It's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, it's good. I, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, yeah, not much of a brief. Just the lyrical content, that's our only brief. So, yeah, yeah it was good fun. It was good Absolutely. Fun. Well, it smashed it out and, it, yeah, it, it definitely got my attention. I was, I was very awake after that one and also drove much <laughs> safer the next day. <laughs> and, good fun, and good fun because we didn't have to be a part of it. We loved not being yeah. part of the clip. Yes. 
Brilliant. What a genius. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stick around after this short break. Kurt chats a key and extremely important green room essential, the importance of looking forward and what's changed the least during his tenure with the butterfly effect. That and more after this. Love music? Press play. A new release podcast from Euphony. Each week, Press Play rounds up the best in new music landing in stores and streaming services. Catch all the latest album, EP, and single news, as well as a roundup of reissues, anniversary, and vinyl releases. Host Tiana Speeder is joined by a panel of knowledgeable music experts alongside artists discussing their new releases. Visit euphony.com.au or listen to Press Play on your favorite podcast platform. I know you've kind of touched on a few things like obviously looking to like a new album, like a fourth album territory for you guys. It's no one's first rodeo in terms of releasing an album, but for a band with such a legacy and such a lasting impact on the Aussie music scene, like are there any nerves factors involved in approaching a new album after all this time? Or are you guys just such a well-oiled machine at this point? You're just making the music you want to make and you're not really factoring in any external expectations? Um, no, like I was saying before, like because we've, we've because we've amassed so much material and it all feels so fresh. It's yeah. At the, the start, we definitely had uh, we were uh, I don't know a bit daunted and hesitant about the whole thing, I suppose. And you, know, you have you have a lot of reflection, and but now it's all gone. It, it only lasted a couple of songs, and then once we read a couple of wrote a couple of songs that were, and then. Yeah, we were excited by those tracks that we had written. So then it was, yeah, I just yeah, head down, bums up, and now it's, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not at all, not at all, not because yeah. due to the break and due to the yeah the wealth of material that we have um, stored, it, everything is it's it's great. No, yeah. uh, and and also stopping looking back because at the start we were doing that a lot. We're sort of we were we were sort of um, not stuck in that rut, but we were doing that, and it is better now. Because we are not doing that, we are just we are just we're so immersed. I guess but the, the more tracks that you have, the more you have to think about those tracks. When you've only written one or two songs, your mind can still wander a bit when you're when you're writing. And then, um, but yeah, now we're like ten or eleven songs deep. We don't have time for to, to think about anything. Looking back, everything is only looking forward now. So it's great. It's really great. Yeah. Hell yes. And yeah. No, like, we're not scared. It's a short, it. short answer. No, we're not scared. Brilliant. That's so, it's really exciting to hear. And I mean, people have already seen a whiff of the new Butterfly Effect chapter. Let's call it that for lack of a better word. But take me back when you guys were doing these reunion shows. Like, obviously, it, I know you've done a few little secret shows in the lead up, but can you talk me through the moment you first stepped out on stage officially for the first time with the Butterfly Effect reunion original lineup? What was that like to just reconnect with that crowd in that moment? Uh, it was good. But it was, it was, yeah, it was phenomenal. It, was, it really was. It was incredible. It's the loudest sing-alongs we've ever had in our career, I think. I think the, the, the fans were more stoked about it than, well, I mean, we were stoked about it. We were <laughs> terribly stoked about it, of course. But, yeah, to hear the, the it was incredible. It drowned out, you know, we're playing to a massive PA. And some of the nights, you know, we'd just stop playing and just let everyone sing because it was, it was nuts. It was bloody nuts. So, yeah, so it was very, very nerve-wracking. Mm. A lot of um, a lot of stress leading up to it, and rehearsals, and making sure that we went down to Melbourne for a week, I think, for a full week. It was about seven or eight days, and um, um, yeah, we had a, a small venue down there, 
and with the full stage and everything, we set everything up, you know, stage, the PA, the, everything. And we were going through the set every day, just making sure that, um, you know, it was it was going to be as good as it could be. And so it wasn't that bad when we hit the stage because we'd been, we had, we, we knew, we knew, we knew where we were at. So it was, it was fine. But um, yeah, the big, so the, so the, Biggest surprise was the crowd's reaction. That was yeah, incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. It's it's inexplicable. You can't really explain that stuff. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, well, it's I love amazing. that the best stuff you can't actually describe, and that makes that makes it even more special. I think you can't catch yeah. it that moment yeah. in time. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, the history of the songs and yeah. history of the fans, and so yeah, it was great. It was really great. Yeah. It's definitely inspired. Definitely, definitely. That's I guess that's. That reaction was what made us say, okay, maybe we should do something. Mm. Well, <laughs> so, and yeah. I think everyone's very glad you did, <laughs> including yeah. probably the band yourselves, but obviously it resonated with so many people. Yeah. And I know you have obviously played with a band, like, like you said, like late 90s, early 2000s is kind of when this adventure kicked off. Can you take me back to a memorable early live show with Butterfly Effect? Like not whether it was like the first ever official one with the current lineup, but is there a particularly memorable one from those really, really early days that stands out, whether it was good, bad, hilarious, other? Um, I guess off the top of my head, we did a big day out. I think it was in 2002. I think we only had the, yeah, we would have only had the EP out. And we played the Converse stage. It was uh, the Gold Coast only thing and um it was nuts it was absolutely nuts and then there was another one i think shortly after that yeah there was two, two festival appearances actually that was that one and and a home baking experience i think we only had the ep out on both of those shows it was very early and it was you don't realize when you live in brisbane we hadn't done much touring you know just the odd show here and there but you didn't realize that the word somehow was spreading However, it spread back then. MySpace? Yes. Uh, tin cans with a piece of string. I don't know. Yes, but it was, carry pigeons. <laughs> it was, and, um, and to walk out on those stages and like, the tent at the Goldie one was full. I don't know. Maybe there was a timetable stuff up on the printout that Shed said there was someone else on there or something. I'm not too sure. But, yeah, it was full and it was packed and it, and it went bonkers and same with that homebake thing. And the homebake thing was actually a really funny one because our – um, tour manager at the time, you know, you were saying, well, how's it looking? It's going, oh, it's pretty empty, mate. It'll be an easy year. You'll be right. And then we walked out and it's like, holy shit. And then, you know, your stomach drops and then everyone plays like shit because I didn't realize there was a full crowd. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah, a couple of, a couple of early festival experiences would yeah. definitely stand out in my mind as, yeah, just because of the, um, just the crowd participation as well as the actual attendance. It was great. Well, it's nice yeah. to see that's the thread that's carried through in your career and no doubt will extend far beyond this current moment into the future. But Absolutely. considering we're coming to the end of 2021, I know we've had a new Butters song, but has there been a new release this year other than your own that you particularly liked? Like, is there a standout album or a band or artist that's been turning your head particularly this year? Gojira, their yes. new record, whatever it's called, Armageddon, I think it was, or something like that. <sighs> wow. <laughs> I um, think it was the first it's the first three tracks off that record there's more than that but yeah the first three tracks of that record just yeah, blew my mind absolutely blew my mind incredible yeah. for production for songs for everything it's incredible an incredible record 
Yep, entirely agree with you. And it's one that I'm just desperately hoping we can get international bands coming back because so, that is one I just absolutely wanted to see live amongst many others. But yes, yeah, that's, one, that's definitely a bit on my list too. So, you know, I'm always secretly asking people that just to steal some music ideas, but that's okay. We've doubled up. So that's good. <laughs> well, I know you're a busy man. There's more things to come. But to close out today, considering I've dragged you on the Green Room podcast, what is one key item you like to have backstage in your green room when you are on the road, whether it's wholesome, silly, or just something to keep you sane and in the moment <laughs> a guitar <laughs> yeah oh that will help <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing that's usually most annoying from um our crew because often back rooms aren't the most accessible places <laughs> and the guitar's got to be the guitar from the first song of the set mm-hmm. so um everything's about as being as comfortable as possible when you first hit the stage so and often there's a labyrinth to get to the backstage. So Yogi's always going, can it be any other guitar? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, other than that, no, I don't really care. Yeah. Well, I think you've probably picked the most essential item. It's probably <laughs> necessary to actually make the gig good because otherwise, you know, I mean, I don't know how your air guitar is. I'm sure it's pretty spectacular. But <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's a pretty boring answer, but yeah, that's the, uh, most, imper- that's the most imperative item. Yes. Yeah, I know. And that's actually probably the best answer because, yeah, without it, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yep. And one other thing I wanted to chat with you with, and then I promise I will let you go, but obviously it's been literally decades as we've touched on since the Butterfly Effects first started. You guys have witnessed so much change in so many facets like technology, social media, all of that. But while there has been so many changes, I'm kind of keen to know just from your perspective what you think has changed the least, like what's been a constant factor the whole time this adventure has been going? Um, oh, the... The amps that I play? No, the... Um, the <laughs> Again, very essential. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the fans. The fans have... The fans have... The fans' amazing response has been the most consistent thing, I guess, out of all of it. Our music's been inconsistent. It's been up <laughs> and down. Our attendance has been inconsistent. <laughs> um, but the fans have remained throughout, so that's been incredible. They've been the most um, consistent thing over the last 20 years, so it's been really good. Mm. Definitely what's pulled us through. Well, it's amazing you have, and no doubt you will be amassing even more fans along the way with the new album next year, which everyone will be so frothing on. Everyone's already pretty keen. But for now, congratulations on ending 2021 on such a high with the new single, and here's to a killer 2022 Butterfly Effect style. Excellent. Bloody excellent. Looking forward to releasing the next song. February is the next song, in case anyone was wondering. Yep. So we're putting, we'll be putting the finishing touches on over this month, ready for a new year release. Fantastic. Well, everyone yep. set your clocks to February, Butterfly Effect Month. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right, Thanks excellent. so much, Kurt. Thanks for giving us the time. Well, you heard the man. Our new Butters tune is imminent in early 2022. So keep your eyes, ears and whatever else you need peeled to catch the next track before the hotly anticipated Butterfly Effect fourth album unveils. And in the meantime, go give So Tired a spin if you need a bit of a raging good time Butterfly Effect style. A big thank you to Kurt for joining me today. You can also grab a watch of this episode and heaps of other chats I've had with people like Tom Morello, Duran Duran, You Am I, San Cisco, Auntie Donna and Greta Ray. That's all over on YouTube as well. Just search The Green Room with Tiana Speter or head to euphony.com.au to learn more. 
Also, while you're visiting euphony.com.au, you can also catch up on any previous episodes of The Green Room there, and you can also check out a bunch of other fun podcasts that span sport, pop culture, and beyond. Otherwise, check out any episodes you might have missed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts from. Now, today marks the last regular episode of The Green Room for 2021, but fear not, next week I have an extra special treat to close out the year in style, and after an especially weird year, I will need as many friends as I can get along for the ride. So be sure to drop by next week to hear what it's all about. And while you're at it, any likes, subscribes, follows and or reviews are always strongly but lovingly encouraged. If you're a Green Room fan, thank you for being on the journey so far. And I always do love hearing from all you lovely people out there. But that is it for today. Thank you for joining me and I will catch you next week for more Green Room fun. Tiana Speeder is a Euphony podcast, created by Craig Trewick, produced by Tiana Speeder and Andrew Mast, hosted by Tiana Speeder, recorded, edited, and engineered by Zig Parker, music by Zig Parker.